This is Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors. Logged on to 10thYearSeniors.com. Hey y'all, this is Jonquel Jones, and you are logged into 10thYearSeniors.com. I'm Draymond Green, forward for the Golden State Warriors, and you're logged on to 10thYearSeniors.com. Yo, it's your boy Buddy Hill, and you're logged in with 10 Year Senior. You dig? Welcome to the Road Games Podcast, part of the 10th Year Seniors Network. Um, this is week two for the Road Games Podcast. We are down a man without John, um, who is on a where John type road trip. You know what we could call him? Why did you say that before the podcast? <laughs> we should call him. Like, I don't know what he's doing. You know what? When I go on one of my rants and you're responsible for calling John, just to see what he's saying, be like, John, just rant about the NBA season so far. Okay, so right now, John is on his typical NBA road trip that he does at various points throughout every season. For why? <laughs> because, Kari, there's no other media that is going to follow Buddy Heal and DeAndre Ayton around I feel from like city to city. I feel like John ain't even doing that. No, when was John, the last time we get a content update? John, John ain't been to an actual game in a minute. John just away. Yeah, John just away. John just John away. Just, I think the last game he went to was Warriors and... Was it Warriors and Clippers? Or Warriors and someone? Warriors... Yeah, I think it was Warriors Clippers. I'm not even... Warriors Suns, maybe. Warriors Suns, maybe. Yeah. That makes sense. We didn't get content for that. So, John just went to the game to enjoy Well, Aiden got that. I ain't gonna lie. Aiden threw a big wrench in the whole 10 YS yeah. road trip I, can, I ain't gonna lie. I wanted to be like, John, uh, Devin Booker been to the Bahamas. He went to University of Kentucky. Take got a picture of Kaisen. Take a picture with him. Yeah. He's... We don't have an Aiton, uh, Aiton Kaisen picture. We could just run, you know, Booker Kaisen all day. I mean, we, we might as well, but... We'll get to that later on, but that kind of hampered a whole lot of the 10 OIS content for yeah. our actual road games. Because, see, that was going to be the whole thing with the road games podcast. We started we, with the road We games. have that, and yeah. then we started with all these road games. Yeah. John is on the road. Message John. Tell John we could call him later for this. I got you. <laughs> Just do that. All right, so the NBA season started off, I think, really well and cut into some of the other major sports. It cut into the NFL right away. Um which has the NFL has been having a good season. They haven't had a lot of controversy, but I think it's been lacking um, some star power and some new kind of storylines. When you see um, Patriots are good again, blah blah blah, but Patrick Mahomes has been hurt. There's been a Aaron Rodgers resurgence, but that resurgence kind of didn't kick in until about Game Five or Game Six before the Packers were just winning. Uh, the Browns suck, uh, and we thought that they were going to be that team. Russell Wilson is still a great husband, great father, but still corny. And his team is seven and two. Cam Newton is hurt, but for right now, um, for right now, the NFL, the NBA came in like on such a hot streak that they took out the the World Series, and we're gonna get to that. Yeah, because the World Series and the impact of Major League Baseball, I feel, has been greater after. <laughs> like the games have been played. Yeah, but it's because of the NBA off season. It carries straight through to that first week. I think. It becomes an event just mm-hmm. to finally see the games being played because everybody has fallen in love with the transaction. And then you just, your mind starts racing into, well, what is this going to look like? We love all the player movement, but then we want to see what it looks and like. I just have to say that in like a the, the peak content era that we live in, right, where the next new show is the best show, where we expect to see new content every week that we come on. When the NBA comes out and we're in that mode of every singular night is kind of an event, these games seem so much more impactful. So important. That, that Laker-Clipper game happened, and it was like the narrative for the entire season. Like, Bro, that was a playoff like LeBron, atmosphere. LeBron is washed. 
<laughs> oh, but that was a narrative for an entire year last year when he averaged 27, 8, and 8. Yeah, but like that still. game. But it was that game, and Kawhi was right there, not smiling, not showing any emotion. And, and the court was black. And the court was black. And Patrick Beverly was doing Patrick Beverly things. I, I love Patrick Beverly's story. Um, big up to him for getting that contract. I like when all these NBA dudes are overpaid. That's my favorite thing about oh, sports. Oh, yeah. Everyone should be overpaid. Everyone should be overpaid. Get your money, black man. But Patrick Beverly is so goddamn annoying when he's doing his barking and talking shit thing. And me and Nala talked about this before. It's different than when Draymond was doing it. Because Draymond was like an all-world defender. And he wasn't... He's guarding... Uh, five positions. No, he's guarding five positions. Draymond Green guarded five and positions. And then he's guarding like LeBron James. And then he's defending these players in stakes and so when Draymond is drunk on hand after his team has won the championship and saying they suck completely different than when Patrick Beverly is telling Steph Curry it's my turn now <laughs> it's my turn for the next five years and Draymond's role always had to be the enforcer for that team because he was on a team full of good guys and they needed that edge so yeah, he, he became someone that guy to be a who was going to be the, the bad guy with, with Steph and Clay really so Draymond had to play that role. This is just who Patrick Beverly has decided who he is. And he has been this person at every one of his, I don't know, Matt, 12 stops. I don't NBA. know if you remember this, right? But right after the yeah, Kawhi and the Paul George uh, shit happened. And then LeBron and I think Kuzma and AD were at Summer League. And they were just like on the side. And Lou Williams and Patrick Beverly, like Lou Williams is smiling, dapping up everyone. Patrick Beverly gave like a... Like a moving handshake, like yeah, nigga, what's up? Like and like that's it. And I was like, look at this kind of energy. I remember sending that in the group. I was like, look at this nigga. And I thought I'm I sorry, watched Boomer. I watched that and I thought, you don't belong here. <laughs> like everybody else around. I get why they're in this. I get why they're this is a big deal. Even because Kuzma of them. makes yes, sense. He Kuzma deserved to be there more than him because you know why? Kuzma is the third in his big three. Patrick Beverly is just another guy. Kuz is like the most LA, LA modern 2019 he, player. He got to get away from that Kardashian shit. I think he already has. I, I think that even on the oh, radar. Okay. No Thank God. Yeah, I think Kuz straight. Braun probably But um, So I wanted to like start this podcast just on all of the things we were wrong about and the things that we were right about right away. Okay. The thing I was most wrong about. Accountability people. Was the Golden State Warriors right off the bat. And this is the greatest part about like eight games into NBA season. That's all it took. I feel that for so much of it, like some of this where people are extrapolating the whole season, it's like, no, no one's like completely done. Like the Rockets aren't done. They need to fix the defense, but they're not done. The Kings, I told you, we're going to get to that later. They face a classic eight game must win. I thought they were Toronto. done. No, I was, I was ready I, to I write them they, off. I thought, I thought the done. season was done. I was ready to fire Luke Walton. And then they won two games and that turned everything around. <laughs> Against the Knicks and the, someone. The Knicks and someone else. Still I NBA team. But um, the Warriors take, I was completely off on just because I thought Steph Curry is an MVP player. And I kind of overestimated their ability to, to I guess, grow their players. And not the, it's the, the record isn't a thing that I was most wrong about. It's the way that they were losing. That's what it is. It's like being down 30 that much. That, that's the thing. And you don't regularly see that in the NBA. Because even, I mean, like you said, we'll talk about the Suns. But the Suns' two losses came by one point. But the Warriors were getting blown out every single time, and that was jarring. You know what? Like, I think you got to cut yourself some slack on this because this is a classic example of you just didn't know how bad that roster was. No, I okay, because I I thought this is my thing. 
I have to see them dead. And I believe that the San Antonio Spurs caused this. Because people have been counting out the San Antonio Spurs and their championship organization. And I'm I'm the kind of person who's like, I got to see them die first. Because I remember when people were, would count out, remember people would count out the Cavs. They're still counting out the Spurs. They counted out the Spurs last year. Right, but remember Pop when they would count out, two all-stars they would count out the Cavs before, um, they would count out the Cavs when, before the, um, uh, who was it, the Rodney Hood trade. And then they were like, who was LeBron playing with? Like when the Isaiah Thomas thing wasn't working out, Dwayne Wade wasn't working out, and like LeBron has no one. I think the Cavs even only won 50 games in the East that year. So, like, they were counting them out, and then the Cavs make it all the way to finals. That's why, like, I'm the kind of basketball fan who's been conditioned to be like, you have to see them fail first. And the Warriors had two All-Stars. Like, you say that, and, like, I know the LeBron people are saying, y'all gotta be fucking shitting me that you would give Steph Curry a pass when he has an All-Star on his team. And No, he has two All-Stars. He has D'Angelo Russell and Draymond Green. And then LeBron was playing with who? Like, y'all gave him Isaiah Thomas, and then LeBron had to take, okay, I somehow have to get that in the caucus of, okay, we finally make a trade, we get some other pieces, Kyle Cobra is way more important than he yeah. should be, uh, and they have to go to the finals. So, they still had all-stars, their wing defense, and this was like, I think Zach Lowe had brought this up, that all of your wing defense is gone. Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, um, Sean Livingston, Andre Iguodala, you have no wing defenders anymore. So, now what are you doing? So that is one thing that I kind of like, okay, I think that they will give up a lot of points, but Steph and D'Angelo Russell could get them there. And for one game, they had that where Steph and D'Angelo looked like they were building up the kind of chemistry, and then another 30-point loss. And not, they didn't lose to the Suns by 30, but they just were down by that much. It looked even worse, and I think it was the point where they were down 50-19 to 19 that everybody thought, okay, the season's done. That was the exact moment the season was done right there. 15 to 19, there was a screenshot of Draymond Green just looking absolutely defeated. And you thought, well, that's it. That's the end of this thing. And I, I get what you say about LeBron and the Cavaliers rosters not being very good because that roster wasn't very good. But and I'm somebody that was always firmly entrenched on the LeBron side when it was the LeBron versus Steph conversations just based solely on what they can do on the court in terms yeah. of making people around yeah. them better. So I, would I don't say, even think it's I don't even think it's equal in terms of that. Man, LeBron I would will say always be better because Steph of that. Steph had one season better than LeBron James. It yeah. Was 2015. Yeah. And, and if I you think, go by I think anybody knows that if LeBron had teams around him like Steph had there's no comparison. They're two completely different types of players, and so the help well, that they I, I need think around that them is different. I think that they're still in the same tier, but I think that um, LeBron is just better. And that's not a knock. It's like not when, a knock to say either the best or second best player ever right. is better and than And then that's what people think. Like, if you differentiate between Kawhi, Durant, and LeBron, like, there was some teams where I believe, like... Um, Kawhi couldn't do what LeBron did on those teams, but maybe Kevin Durant could do what LeBron did on those teams. And, like, people are interchangeable, and seasons are different, and seasons uh, change people. So that one I was really, really, I think, wrong on, but that is going to inform my hot take because I've, I'm not done yet. <laughs> what else were you wrong about? Um, I'm trying to – What? Um, here's the thing. I don't I think don't I've think... been wrong about much so far. Okay, you have. <laughs> no, I have not been. Okay, I have wait, not wait. been wrong about. Wait, much. well, because you didn't do like a whole thing. Because I wrote down all the standings that I assumed, and even though I had the Kings in eighth, I don't think I'm wrong about that yet. 
because I, I still think that they have some hope. I, and I'm I still, thought this would be a year that they regret. I still, but see, you get to say this because I can actually go back because I wanted to document what some of my predictions were before. Oh, I, I could definitely and, document. Yeah, but my now you can do it now after eight games. Though. No, like I, it's different. This is things that I've been saying though. Like even if even if we don't have it documented here on this, this is stuff that I've said in our group chat, <laughs> oh, and I could bring up stuff from the group chat. You mean I, to tell me you ain't wrong about nothing? This is what you're trying to say. I'm. I literally. I'm trying to think right now, but I haven't been wrong about anything so far. I thought Portland would be worse because I hate what they did in the offseason. I mentioned I hated what the Kings did in the offseason. You know what? Yeah. No, that's that's pretty much it. There hasn't been anything else. I thought the Lakers and Clippers would be dominant and look like world beaters. I thought the East would be completely weak. Okay, yes, I think you're wrong about that. Okay. Go okay, ahead. so I, I think the East I think the East is weak. I, I thought the, the Bucks East... would be the Bucks would would take a bit of a regression cuz like I said, mm-hmm. uh Wesley Matthews and the other Lopez brother are downgrade from Miritich and Brogdon. And I kind of took a wait and see approach with with the Sixers because just because it was going to be difficult to figure out who was going to be the person to take those shots that Jimmy Butler was taking. Okay, so all of my East picks are look like they're on track so far. So I had 76ers, Heat, Bucks, Celtics. Uh, the Nets are iffy. Raptors, Pacers, Pistons, who I think can uh, pull out some games. I would say I was wrong about the Heat. I didn't think the Heat would be this good. Yeah. And this I didn't is, think they would be The Heat good. is one that I want to save because I yeah. feel like I was so right yeah, about that. I didn't think they would be I, this Because I had good. the Heat like firmly in number are, two spot. Are they that good or is the East just that No, bad? but this is the thing. Okay, this is what I was saying and what I was arguing with uh, uh, Sly Fox, a.k.a. Kale. Go to him for any personal training at MacFit. So this is the kind of thing that I was, I was like bringing up to him. Is when people say the term, okay, the East is um, the East is weak, and I would just counter that that you're talking about um, a East that's more so top heavy. But if you have five or six teams that are legit playoff teams that can actually um, give a fight to teams in the West, that does not mean that the conference is weak. Give me, give me your top. I'd say just your top five in the East. Top five top in the five. East: 76ers, the Heat, the Bucks, Celtics, Raptors. And I think that those teams uh, can play with any of the teams in the West. And because the teams in the West have a higher ceiling from night to night, I don't mean to. I don't think that you could just um, say that the West is so much better because you have a team like the Rockets who look like they're they're faltering. You had the Kings who started like really slow. The Thunder who won like one or two games, and people were like, oh, maybe the West is better. And that's how the West kind of builds a narrative. And this is my thing. Let me finish. So then. And then you have uh, the Grizzlies would win, like, maybe one game. But just in your mind, because it's players who you recognize more, play with a more, like, stylish flair, people kind of like... They're players that are all-stars are close to all-star And people, people kind of, like, overestimate how good a lot of the West is. And for, for some of the East teams, even the up-and-coming teams, I think, like, for, so, for instance, so... A team like the Hawks or a team like uh like how are the Hornets three and three? So the Hornets are three and three and people still well, they, count that they, they drafted the best player from Kentucky. And usually if they, you draft the best player from Kentucky, it bodes well that's for what your I'm team. Saying. So like welcome Miami say, Heat. When people say when people say that the East is weak, I'm like, eh, I don't really know. Draft more Kentucky players. I don't really know about that. Cause some of the contenders who you saw in the West, and we're gonna get to jazz and hot takes. I don't know how strong some of those are. Lakers and Clippers, for sure, Western Conference. You got me. Yes. The, um, the Nuggets, they do look good. They have a big test against the Heat tonight, but the Nuggets are playing at home, altitude. Um, but other than that, other than those three solid Western Conference teams, 
I think the West leaves you with more questions. More uncertainty, and it gets even more uncertain. And I think for you specifically, or for maybe people that were thinking like you, the fact that the Warriors fell out of that top four conversations even gives you more pause with the West. Because if if you had Houston on the fringe saying, well, yeah, they got to figure stuff out. So you you push them. Portland should down. be elevated up. How were they not elevated up with because, the Warriors? Because I think like that. because I think Portland got worse. Yeah, I think the moves Portland made. Portland got worse from what we saw last year. They were fortunate in terms of the seating and the way that played out last year. They regressed. Um, the Kings were on the fringe. I thought they would regress, but like you say, the jury's still out on that. People were very high on Utah. I was not. I was not high on Utah because if you look at the way the league is trending. Everybody with this anti-star, I mean, everybody thinking the whole anti-star Utah Jazz thing, that's going to be cute. Donovan Mitchell is not what Nowitzki was when the Mavericks won. Donovan Mitchell is not what Kawhi was last year. And even Kawhi got wanna, a shitload of help. No, dog. I want to say this. Like, Joe Inglis has hair like me if I tried to grow hair. <laughs> I don't know how far you going in is the playoffs. Is it Inglis or Ingles? I don't know. Ingles. I don't know how far you going with me trying to grow hair into the playoffs. Like, Here's I, the, like in 2019, I just, don't, I just don't see it. This is a rule of thumb. I feel like we should always follow it. Anybody else who are close followers of, followers of basketball should adhere to. If Bojan Bogdanovic is considered the missing piece for your championship team, you are probably not going to win and a championship. And we're saying this... Okay, so the one game they had when Conley played like Mike Conley and scored 29, they beat the Clippers. Yeah. And then yep. he, right after that, he scored, what was it, like two in the next game, and then did, the Clippers beat them. Did Kawhi play that game? Ka- oh, yeah, Kawhi didn't yeah, play Kawhi that game. Yeah, Kawhi didn't play. Kawhi didn't play that game. So, Kawhi plays, and then they lose. Yeah, I mean, so come on. It is what it, it is. What and it then is. also, Jazz, your best players from Louisville. <laughs> don't don't even get me started. That's, that's the whole reason people think the Clippers gonna beat the Lakers. You got a dude from Louisville Garden AD. Okay. All right. So let's okay. get into some Wait, of our. Do you want to call John yet? Let's get into some of our segments right now. Okay. So let's move on to our other segment. You can only get fired on Twitter. And for this week, no one in the NBA got fired. But the tweet that we want to um, go with has to surround October thirtieth. So. Our, on October 30th, a lot of things happened. There was Game 7 of the NBA World Series, and then the NBA just had a banner night to show why, like, millennials, generation, whatever, that's not boomers, sorry for the profanity, um, why they love the NBA so much. And this is a tweet from Jason Concepcion, um, Emmy Award winner, host of The Desktop and of Binge Mode, my favorite podcast. It's not our podcast. And this is the tweet. It was nice. It was simple. But it encapsulated the night and encapsulated social media and what going viral kind of means. And all the tweet was is welcome to the MMA desktop. That's and actually, I feel like that's, that's great. Perfect. That's a great tweet. That's actually perfect. So if you don't know the background of this, the the 76ers, Philadelphia 76ers, the best team in the Eastern Conference, they played the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are just frauds. And in that game, um, Ronaldo's boyfriend, Carl Anthony Towns. That is not get, my boyfriend. He gets mixed up with we Joel Embiid. And they have a classic NBA fight. And NBA fights are the best kind of fight. Because they're not real fights. Because they're not real fights. One, it's millionaires fighting, right? Two, it's guys fight, quote-unquote fighting, air quotes, where you know that only so much can be done to you. Yeah. So I- you know that you're in completely safe space. You're going to be a millionaire at the end of this and all you have to do is show bravado and, like, puff at your chest. And, like, you get to, like, like you know, all the testosterone gets to flow. 
and then that about it, everyone will, will like break up the fight and Charles Barkley would call these like these hold me back fights. And that was it. But then so Carl Anthony Towns and Joel Embiid get tangled up and everyone starts breaking them apart. And then Ben Simmons comes in to as the peacemaker. He comes in to break the fight up and somehow has Carl Anthony Towns in a in a chokehold. Okay, so we like this because I think, I think there was a whole – No, not, not even yeah, that. Yeah, I ahead. was just talking about fighting in the NBA in general. Mm-hmm. But it's a whole lot of people that you want to see the mean streak. You want to see the animosity between the two sides because it gives us a glimpse into what we like about playoff basketball because in the playoffs is where the stakes are at the highest so everyone's on edge. Yeah. And that's where you see this kind of thing come into play. Yeah. It's been a whole lot of quote-unquote old-school NBA people that – have hated what what I guess the AAU culture has has done to the NBA where yeah. all of these guys come up together. So you're playing with the people that are at the top of your class from your 13, 14, 15 years old. So obviously you don't hate these dudes. You've been mm-hmm. playing with them every summer for your entire adolescence. So mm-hmm. once you get to the NBA, like we're all good. It's not much of the beef that we used to see before. So this is kind of a throwback, and actually somebody getting punched in the face does give people a nostalgic feeling about the NBA. Ain't nobody getting punched in the face now. The most you will have, well, Chris Paul did from Rondo. The most you will take in an NBA fight is one hit. Dog, even back then. One hit. How much Davis getting punched in the face? No, it's one because everyone is too. Everybody's too close. Too like close. no, no. But I mean, like I'm saying that even back like seventies or eighties, in like even the eighties or the nineties, would people talk like that New York Knicks version of basketball when the score used to be like seventy four? It to, was so awful. Seventy four to eighty, right? It wasn't a lot of people getting punched in the face then. They'd have like a couple fights, but then if someone did something, they'd get suspended, and then it wouldn't. It would be happen like what maybe like five, six times of the season. Of like thirty teams playing eighty two games, come on, get out of here yeah. with that. But but this one in particular, oh, first of all, anything involving Joel Embiid is extrapolated because Joel Embiid is the WWE character yeah. of the NBA. He's, he's the only the one. Shit. He's the only one that's gonna talk shit, and it's appealing because he backs it up. And also the fact that he does it with an African accent just makes it. I don't know. It makes it more fun. It makes it funnier to me. And so, he's doing it to Cat. So Kat, this thing between Cat have like that Kat. young face where you look like you could bully him. This thing between him. I mean, and I won't. That nigga's seven foot tall. Like, come has, on. Is this has gone back like a couple years, right? Yeah. So is this is this is this did not start that night. This has happened for like the last two years with, and you could look on IG with them commenting on on each other's pictures and stuff like that. So, and because you're two of the best young bigs in the NBA, naturally people are going to frame that. That uh that rivalry between you two, mm. not much of a rivalry because Joel Embiid is the better player than Cat is, but Cat does have this reputation for being soft. And what took that to the next level is Jimmy Butler going from the Timberwolves to the Sixers, and now Embiid feels like he has ammunition. So somebody you already talked shit about, somebody you already had a bit of an edge on the court, now you know some personal shit about them. Because the dude who came to your team has been calling you soft. And they were playing each other to pretty much a draw before the fight, right? Before that actually happened and they got broke up. What ended up happening is they got suspended for two games. But the guy who had Cat into a red naked chokehold, one Ben Simmons, was not suspended. Peacemaker. Somehow he's not suspended, even though Cat tapped out. He tapped, and there's video of Cat tapping out. 
I think he was, I think he was tapping out of frustration, like get off me, let me up. I don't mm, think he was mm, tapping like I submit. Mm, mm, spoken like a true, um, a real Kentucky fan. You're he was not Carl submitting. Anthony Towns truth. So anyway, so this is the explanation. Um, so from Shams, all parties viewed Simmons as peacemaker in the scuffle. Yeah, sure. Simmons was seen on top of Towns, calming him down with his arms. To which Jason <laughs> Concepcion tweeted, "Calming him down with his arms is iconic." Calm, you can imagine getting in a fight. You're like, nah, just calming a nigga down. I ain't had to. I'm sorry. Like, okay, um, yeah, calming I, him down with his arms. I'm, I'm no gonna, pause in sight. I'm just uh, gonna go ahead and say I've calmed people down with my arms before. Nice, nice. <laughs> so Carl, Carl Anthony Towns tap out. Shout out to Lil Wayne for the song tap out. Um. Cat taps out and is suspended for two games. His team started off um, really well. But I guess in his mind, like, you can't let someone punk you on the court. And the whole thing became an exercise. In, it it became a dick measuring contest after that and because it was all about Joel Embiid started it by saying in the press conference, I ain't no bitch. So this whole he, thing he is about But he was talking back bravado. to what Mike Scott did last yeah, year, yeah, the whole I ain't no bitch thing. And that's a, another great part about, like, this kind of fight. Because, okay, right now, people are used to, quote-unquote, fighting on social media, going back and forth, yelling at each other, not disagreeing. This has just happened in the NBA amongst millionaires. But they did they, both. They, they did <laughs> both. They actually fought physically. And then, after that, they were like, okay, now we could go online and take this online. And where, you do realize that's where the second the second part of the suspension came from. Because the NBA said it wasn't just about what happened on the court. Yeah. You can't get fired on Twitter. but I mean, you can only get fired on Twitter, but you can also get suspended. You could also get suspended on Twitter. And they were going back and forth. Jimmy Butler liked one of the posts. <laughs> I love Jimmy Butler so much. It's, he's in the perfect situation where, dog, I ain't in it, but I kind of in it. I can't. But Jimmy Butler's going to play them when the, he played the 76ers. Trust me. When the Heat play the Timberwolves, trust me, Jimmy Butler will be. This is all he wants. This is the kind of thing that gives Andrew him Wiggins fire. is scheduled for load he management. He needs this kind of. He needs this kind of like activity to get like pumped up for it. So anyway, and then Kale again uh, shouts to MacPit. Kale then sent a rumor about Jimmy Butler and Cal Anthony. Towns. I know. So if you want, you can go Google it yourself. I feel like I shouldn't even be spreading that because I don't even think that's true. No, that, that's he is not Tony Parker. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> so. I don't think so. So that was one thing. And then the Philly fans just loved this. Because you know everyone from Philly think they're so tough. In the think they tough rankings, obviously New York is number one. Right after that, Philly. Philly and Boston right after that. We're just doing America. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just America. Uh, It's just America. Philly, Boston, and then like the L.A. dudes. But the L.A. dudes think they're cooler. And then them in New York and Atlanta like debate who is the cooler. You think L.A. dudes think they're cooler than New York dudes? Definitely. They def- I'm not saying that they I think, they think it, that. they think that. And you Miami people just know that they scummy and that like people just from the other states escape into South Florida. New York New Yorkers think that is the capital of America and everything else is the South. Yes. That's, that's pretty much their entire yeah. mentality. Yeah, yeah. I had uh, one of my frat brothers from the Bronx used to say that all the time. Like, I think it was a girl who was from Philly and he said, Oh, you from the South. I was like, What? <laughs> She's from the South. You mean you mean everything else is the Southern United States? It's not New York. Y'all do a lot of barbecuing down there. Okay, the slave state. So again, that night, 
NBA once again. The Rockets and the Wizard played an All Star game. That, by the way, super. The, sorry, the Cat and Bead thing superseded all of the actual basketball because that led everything. Yeah, that led everything because Philadelphia still had to win that game, and then it was like you had a moment where it's like, this is why Al Horford here. Al Horford and Ben Simmons, like, yeah, they could win a game on a night like this. Like, y'all losing y'all best player? That's a dumb trade for anyone to make. Because you have Al Horford who could get to all-star level when he really needs to. When he to. needs to. You when can he summon needs it to. when he needs to. So that, but that then was the, just one thing, though. The Rockets and the Wizards, this was a night where NBA Twitter and the rest of NBA realized the Rockets have no defense. Or, or not not just that they don't have defense, but that they're not even going to try with that shit. We're just going to try to outscore you by one. That's it. Yeah, like we're not trying to stop you. We're just gonna keep scoring. So and hopefully, bef- before like we have one more. Daryl Murray's first quote unquote. This isn't even really a thing. Like his quote quote innovation was three is worth more than two. Let's take more three pointers. So his innovation is math. All math. Right. But now everyone is taking a ton of three pointers, right? So now the Rockets are like, okay, we'll just take much more three pointers. New you. innovation. We won't stop you from taking yours. We'll, we'll just take more. We'll just take more. And then the math will win out on that end. And this this is all James Harden like this is this man I don't know how true it is, but I was reading something where Gilbert Arenas was talking about dribble studies and uh, he, he was commenting on Devin Booker getting 40 against Philly the other night and how many dribbles that he got it in. And he just said if James Harden just took I think it was something like 200 less dribbles. He could up his scoring average by uh, by t- by 10 more or something like that. And average about 40 points. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Gil- and this is Gilbert Arenas saying this. And Jesus I don't know if Christ. a lot of you remembered how good Gilbert Arenas was and how he used to play. But if he is saying, dog, you dribble in the paint off the ball. You may want to move some more and do some other things. I think I got to listen to that. James Harden likes to travel from three-point line to three-point line. And if he's open, he's going to take the shot. Then he will dribble some more until he's open or until he gets to drive and then draw a contact. You know what the crazy shit is? And I think this may be the sneakiest surprising stat of last season. James Harden was top five in steals. Who knew? We have a basketball podcast. We should probably know that. Oh. Okay. What else happened this night on uh, NBA Twitter? Uh, The Golden State Warriors. I don't think the dynasty quote-unquote ended. I don't think it ended, but this season ended for them. I want when people Steph, to keep saying that. When though. Steph Curry got hurt against the Phoenix Suns, um, that was it. And this is a huge night for the NBA. And think about that. We just said that they had um, more attention online than Major League Baseball who were playing their Game 7. The Lakers and the Clippers didn't play. No. There was no Lakers and Clippers. It wasn't one of the New York teams. It was a Philly team that had a fight. It was a former dynasty that kind of like got injured and, and is out. We ain't paying attention. And to it the was New York just, teams, bro. it was just offense. It was just offense from the Rockets and the Wizards. And you know what was the thing about the Rockets Wizards games that kept getting me? Why the Wizards just saying rolling over? I'm used to the Wizards rolling over and yeah, just being like, okay. That, that was the weird thing about it that they and kept I think going. That, that, that got the going. Rockets too. The Rockets are like, what y'all doing? Why are y'all still hitting shots? Like, why are y'all closing out? Like, like, what is happening here? Like, the Rockets are like, just let us win. The Wizards, by the way, I think they tied the NBA record for most points scored in a regulation game uh, by a losing team. Jesus. Which is insane to score 100. What what they score? Like 155 and lose? Jesus why? Christ. Why didn't they roll over? They are playing for absolutely nothing this year. It's they're playing for um, 
Bradley Beal's pride and his new contract. Oh, cause... and then Isaiah Thomas is there now, and he has something to prove. Oh yeah, that's and... a good something to. So now we move on to another segment. Uh, shut up and dribble. Must they run their mouths like that? Unfortunately, a lot of kids and some adults take these ignorant comments seriously. So keep the political commentary to yourself, or as someone once said, shut up and dribble. We will definitely not uh, shut up and dribble. Um, I would definitely not do that. I get to sit up here and talk about social injustice, equality, and why a woman on a certain network decided to tell me to shut up and, and dribble. So in Shut Up and Dribble this week, um, there really wasn't much because right now I think everyone is just super focused on basketball. Which is weird. Which is, it's unlike them. But the Shut Up and Dribble, uh, there's only two things that we can really discuss. One is the whole Kyrie Irving um, mental health um, issue that's going on with the New Jersey Nets where there was reports coming out of the top brass of the organization that he had mood swings. Which seemed to me like such a false or a fake story in that when they say mood swings, that seems like just a normal human thing. Mm. And that, but when you're famous and people are around you so much that you always have to kind of be on or kind of be engaging. And maybe Kyrie's the kind of person who just like shuts the fuck up sometimes, doesn't have anything to say or doesn't want to. You know, like if you work in an office and you walk past someone for the fourth time that day, yes, like you do the f- the fifth head nod. Like Kyrie Irving just doesn't believe in that and will keep his head down and keep walking. Like that's not a mood swing. That's like, man, I don't want to engage with you. Or there's sometimes even in Boston there were specific stories to coaches who he had like gregarious conversations with earlier in the day, and then when he saw them again, he wouldn't say nothing. In my mind, I completely understood because I would be like, what was the first conversation for? You fulfill the social requirement once. Yeah. How many times do I have to continue I, to do that? If you we are sne- the wrong people to discuss this career. If fit. you have a sneezing fit and I said God bless you and established it, after your first sneeze, I am not saying God bless you for 10 more fucking sneezes. You could get no. the hell out of there with that. I have fulfilled the minimum social requirement to exist among you people. I'm not going to have a stop and chat every time we walk past each other in the facility. Maybe give one throwaway line as I'm walking, like do the awkward behavior thing, still here? Or give you one of them, or tough day, or something like that. But I cannot stop and give you the same kind of energy all the time. But you were right. This is a byproduct of fame and that kind of thing. And it's also a byproduct of what Kyrie signed up for as being the leader. Because ever since he left Cleveland... He wanted to be the guy. Well, you know what? When he called LeBron last season and said, this is not what I thought it was go- it cracked up to be, this is all a part of being that leader. It's not just going out in there and scoring 50 points and being great on the court, but this entire thing is a business. And as an NBA player, that business actually never stops. The game stops. But the business aspect of it, where you've got to always be engaging people, that actually doesn't stop. But I think that for Kyrie Irving, like when he made the call to LeBron and said the things that you just um, stated, Kyrie Irving then in his free agency said, okay, I'm done with that. I'm going with someone now. He's going with Kevin Durant, who will be the person taking the lead because Kevin yeah, Durant is but, much more likely to engage in the kind of... But he's not there now, so he's it's not on there you. Now, but now Kevin Durant... I feel like I've seen Kevin Durant on the bench more now uh-huh. since this story came out. And Kenny Atkinson came out and said, I don't know where she got the story. By the way, I think the story is true. And I feel like the Jackie Nets... Jackie Mack is a reputable reporter. Jackie Mack ain't making no shit. Right, and the Nets were just doing kind of damage control, but then that could be people who are 
extroverts or who have like as part of their responsibilities they always have to engage with people whereas someone like Kyrie Irving doesn't and like I I feel like I understood Kyrie Irving's I entire thing. I get it. I'm not like saying I, Kyrie's wrong. I, I get, get it. it. And for the, for his teammates who maybe haven't been around someone like that, and and who hasn't been around a superstar player who isn't as like engaging in that right. kind of stuff, they don't get it. But you know who does get it, and the most important person to get it, Kevin Durant. Yeah, he called him an artist. He said, "In times like this, I am just going to have to let Kyrie be Kyrie, and he's going to figure it out because you know what he brings." On the basketball court. And I think both Kyrie and KD, they are similar in the aspect that they really just wanted to be about basketball. Like, Kyrie has even given voice to the whole, when I'm not playing, you'll probably never hear from me again. Because he pretty much said, I'm going to disappear from all of this stuff because I want it just to be about basketball. Kevin Durant is only comfortable when he's talking strictly about basketball. When it gets yeah. into the other stuff, that's when it goes left. This is why he's an egg on Twitter and has these random burner accounts because yeah, he legit has takes and all he wants to do is talk about basketball. Kevin well, Durant would be great at podcasting when he's done. Well, not he he's always been great on Simmons. Yeah, he's well, now great at the, this. Well, now the thing is, hey, y'all are trying to be the face of a New York franchise. It ain't going to be just about basketball. So those two are going to run into a whole lot of hurdles in Brooklyn, I think. Because the Knicks are shitty. Ain't nobody paying attention to the Knicks. KD even said that. And he was right about that. So you know what all of those people are going to pay attention to? Brooklyn. Yeah, when you say run into a whole lot of things. Like, to me, that just means that they could be a top three team in the Eastern Conference and win enough games. And then they'll have playoff games. And then their team will have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. And the other teams will have Giannis and Blank. And then Simmons and... Embiid and Simmons still won't be taking outside shots. So in my mind, I think that there's only so much friction they can get when they're on a, a team that's gonna win a lot of games up to um, over 55 games a year. Dealing so, with expectations, we have seen though, is not the easiest thing in the world. No, and Kevin, especially not for Kevin, Kevin Durant. Durant. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Not, you're right. He was on like maybe the greatest collection of basketball yeah, talent. Walked away from that. So the other the other topic on chat up and dribble was um, the Raptors played the Bucks and Giannis had did one of these things. And I know I feel like we've seen these kind of memes in, like, sitcoms and comedy uh, comedy shows. And I think, like, South Park and Rick and Morty would surely do, like, little bits on this where, like, there's a, a Make-A-Wish kid and the professional athlete goes and speaks with them and then promises that he's going to win the game. Giannis Antetokounmpo did this and said he promises that they're going to win versus a Raptor team that was playing really, really well. And I saw, okay, so this is me being like an asshole. I saw that he made the guarantee that the Bucks were going to win, right? And then I'm like, I'm going to pay attention to this game. Because, <laughs> because I want to see how this plays I out. I want to see how this plays out. And Siakam was playing really well, and the Raptors were playing good. And it was to the point where, Giannis, I know you're going to lose to this team after you promised this kid that you go win, and Kawhi in Toronto. That's you the thing, and I feel like that's why Giannis is very comfortable making this promise. Yeah, he's like, no, he ain't there. We are going to win. Like we are, And, like, Kawhi didn't play really that great those first two games in the Eastern Conference Finals. And when Kawhi had this had the famous, um, what's going to happen now after those two losses, and Kawhi said, we're moving on to game three. Like, that's it. <laughs> He's Bill Belichick's son. <laughs> like, that's it. So when I, saw, uh, when I saw this, I just wanted to say, like, NBA players, I feel like someone's going to say to them, like, no, don't do that no more, though. Don't guarantee wins. Don't guarantee wins to, like... But, okay, I think there's a whole lot 
that always gets overblown whenever somebody guarantees a win, right? Because no, no, no. I don't mean you're just supposed a ga- to guarantee wins. You're yeah. supposed to think you're gonna win now, every of game. Of course, of course. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean, oh, like to if die someone says, "Yes," oh, okay. and then you just be like, "I'm gonna win this one for you." <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but what the fuck? I mean, that's better than the, I think the stereotypical thing that's always on TV is a baseball player has to hit a home run, has to hit a home run, run. which is so much more difficult than winning the game. By the way. I mean, I think him saying, yeah, we're going to win this game, that's pretty much straightforward, right? Okay, that's straightforward. Okay. But they won. <laughs> they won. They won. They they actually, um, they beat the Raptors. They didn't exercise any demons because as far as I'm concerned, Kawhi ain't there. So, like, how much does it actually count? So, anyway, so let, now we're moving on to our other segment, Top Boy segment. So, who was the top boy uh, so far in eight games into the NBA season? Um, to me, the list is short. And it has two Lakers on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as it will for the entire season. LeBron and AD, because I feel that like they both had signature games. AD just looked amazing. And if I were, like, Laker fans have to feel just really great right now about what's what's happening. In the East, it's Giannis. And it's still, but I don't think they're going to give him back-to-back MVPs. I don't think you get to win back-to-back MVPs if you don't make the finals. Like, he could have made the finals and lost, but they won't give it to him again without... Oh, you didn't even make the finals. You lost in the conference finals, and you got... I don't know if it's a gentleman sweep, but it was like a good guy sweep. Like, y'all win the first two games, and then Toronto win yeah. the next four. Like, nah, dog. And then uh, on my list, I have, like, Kawhi and Luka. Because Kawhi, whenever Kawhi plays, the Clippers look unbeatable. And I'm... Like, when I say unbeatable, that's air quotes, because I don't think they have enough to beat the Lakers, even after Paul George comes back. But they look unbeatable to other NBA teams in... In a game Regular where season unbeatable. when Kawhi is locked in and they're actually like like playing like of course NBA teams this is the thing about the NBA there's always going to be a loss even at full strength to some weird team but the Clippers look really good and Kawhi is putting up great numbers and um, part of the thing with even with Luca on this list is that Kawhi had a, a thirty point game where he took I think like twenty eight shots and had like a near triple double the next night. LeBron and Luka were much more efficient, um, and they played in a very close game over time. But for NBA Twitterverse, like, Kawhi was the person who got, like, a lot of platitudes for his game. So do you have anyone who you would put into the top boy in the MVP chaser? No, I think it was – we pretty much had all of, all of those guys, and I remember the – the first episode, I had Kyrie as as my dark horse candidate. Yeah, uh, I had Stefan, and he ain't playing top, no more for top boy. But Luca is the one that is the addition to this list, and I think it's been it's been pretty evident. So why. not Trey Young, and I think no, and I think that was a statement game, a blueprint game, whatever you want to call it, the game against LeBron, where he got that. He got that respect not only from LeBron but mm-hmm. from the rest of the NBA community. Like Luca had it. Luca, he's the rookie of the year, but there's still gonna be doubts about him. But the way he's commanded this team now and the way he looks to be taking a leap, which seems incredible from last year. But mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to call it a leap or just a natural progression with his second year, but he looks like he is not that far away from being the best player on a contending team. Mm-hmm. Like you can see that by next year, he could be on a team that's that's contending yep. and be the guy. So I don't think he's going to be the MVP this year. But the fact that he's going to be in that conversation and based on how well the Mavericks do, like if we talked about the uncertainty in the West, if the Mavericks are able to sneak into that top five 
maybe top four. Luka is definitely going to be at that NBA award show, I think, in the top three for the yeah. MVP battling. Because then you would have uh, Luka, LeBron, and AD splitting votes, and then Kawhi yeah. or Giannis. Uh, um, yeah. So I think that would... But then and Luka, people... Luka's going to get a whole lot of that this is fresh and new kind of votes. Yeah, and people love Luka. Remember, Luka almost made the All-Star game last year based on fan vote. Yeah. So he is, he is a guy. But just on uh, LeBron and AD, but I just... They good, but nah, it's it's like, I, like scary. I would watch, like they're just little moments in the game. Like don't worry about like the score. Just see like little moments in the pick and roll where AD would do something very subtly, and LeBron, in the same way, you still see where he can summon like, like the Kraken is there. Yeah, like like when the playoffs come, and then remember the LeBron headbutt game with for the Heat when he like knocked it off and he just went like okay oh, headbutt ain't coming off this year no 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 no, <laughs> no sir that, have, that <laughs> has an actual hairline attached to it LeBron would much rather like just wear a do-rag the whole game yeah, but like exactly. where he could just like speed down the court I think that that is coming in the playoffs if he stays healthy and I just don't I don't see I don't see who is going to stop that you, you know the thing about the Lakers like sometimes when you watch them now that really makes you sit back and say this shit is going to be amazing when everyone's paying attention. It's those possessions where LeBron don't even touch the ball. Because yeah. now you could just give it to AD, and yes. he could run two-man offense it looks on amazing. that side of the court, and nobody else has to do anything. I saw several possessions where LeBron was just standing on the other side, and he That's felt rest. so good doing That's that. Rest. That's what you call load management. Yeah. And so he is honestly, I think, and this is why I said, I think AD is going to be the guy that gets the MVP is because LeBron is going to push that narrative. And this entire thing is about AD and getting, and not just him, getting the role players acclimated just and getting look at their confidence number, Except for KCP. No, except I, for him. He's shitty. But just, really, yeah. Dwight Howard. But, I mean, I have to say, we want everyone to be overpaid. But uh, except for, I mean, we want even KCP. Just be, be overpaid. Just be overpaid somewhere else. Just be overpaid somewhere else. Go back but, to like, Detroit and be overpaid. Car- Caruso needs to take his minutes. I think. Yeah. If that doesn't happen, like well, well, Rondo still isn't back yet. So okay. Hopefully those KCP minutes just go in somewhere else. But Avery and LeBron has done a really good job getting Avery Bradley in there because, and I said this from from the beginning of the season. If you play a two K. I know y'all been starting Avery Bradley at point guard because that is the best Laker lineup. The best Laker lineup is Avery Bradley, Danny Green, Kuz, Braun, and AD. That's the best Laker lineup right there. Let's move on to bad takes. Okay. Stand. It doesn't matter whether or not I think it's true. It matters whether or not you think I think it's true. And everyone on the internet is very, very stupid. They want to be upset. And I fulfill that for them. I make their dreams come true. They get to be mad at me. What a gift. Okay. So, Ronaldo, do you want to like talk about your son's take that you had last time? And oh, you takes? mean my excellent son's take where uh-huh. I saw the Phoenix Suns rise? <clears throat> I-, I was going to make a Phoenix rising from the ashes joke, but yeah. And it fucked up in your brain. <laughs> I get it. I get it. That's what. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, but um, the Phoenix Suns. I just love the fact that mm-hmm. you laughed. The maniacal laugh that you gave right after I Can said I, it. I just want to say really makes me so happy every time the Suns. Okay, win. no, no, I no, may no, post no, that no, once no. a week. No, you sh- feel free. <laughs> One, feel free. But I have to say this: the maniacal laugh was not just basically. 
on solely what you were saying. It was based on you appropriating the two years away from being two years away thing. No, and you know what made it even better? Because right before you preface it by, let me hear this dumb shit. Yes. And then I said it. Yes. And you laughed. Wait, 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 wait. And hold on. Let's keep going, though. And I brought this up to you. That I had this Phoenix t- Suns take legitimately a few years see, ago. We will go happens, back. People. Wait, wait, wait. You see what happens. Wait, wait, wait. And we will go back into the podcast law. <laughs> this is what happens. And we had an entire discussion about how people can be wrong about this, when a team is actually going to be good. This is what happens, dog. This is what yeah. happens. And this is eight games into the season, and you are already writing this Phoenix Suns check. You feel confident to say that they will make the playoffs because no, okay. I, like I said, I don't think this is the year. I think there go, there's going to be some regression towards the mean. I don't think this is the year. Next year, though. <laughs> see, see, see? But see? it still sounds. See? Don't act like it still sounds. See, all right, okay. okay. This is a team that won 19 games last year. Yes, yes, all right, yes. Already okay. got five. Okay, dethroned so. the previously undefeated. Sixers. I have a Phoenix Suns hat too. I noticed that. Wait a second. I noticed when you posted the thing about yeah, you putting right. on that Phoenix Suns hat. I am in the video and you cut me out the video. And I was just like, this motherfucker. Semantics. Wow. There is okay. evidence of me putting on the Suns hat. Wow. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So what? What is your what is your garbage take this time? Uh, my garbage take this time, boy. Hmm. I mean, it was it was it had to do with the Suns. I really thought, and for the last, you can't week, just no, that's all. No, no, no. I'm okay. not gonna not. This is a specific eight and take. I really okay. thought it was just going to be reduced to five games, and Aiton would be back for the Suns. But um, the garbage take that that I had a really bad take that seems like it's not playing out. I thought the Knicks would be better. I honestly thought the Knicks would be surprisingly competitive, and they have not been. Well, we are uploading this podcast on Bobby Portis's internet, so I think that there's still time for that to turn around. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I thought R.J. Barrett would just have the freedom to do what he wants. He kind of does. But, boy, I don't know wh- why Morris there, because Morris taking all the shots. This is my thing, and he does not fit. He is taking all the shots. That should be for your lottery pick last year, Kevin this, Knox. Morris deserves to be on, like, a conference... Like a, a, on a team that's contending. Yeah, for, this is a rebuilding for the playoffs, team. Who's going to make the conference finals? Like one of those kind of teams. Shouldn't everything be R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, Kevin Knox, Mitchell yeah. Robinson? That's that's what it's supposed to look like. But every time I look at a Knicks box score, Marcus Morris Senior has taken like twenty shots. Okay. Why? Every time. Every time. So that your take is that you were wrong about another thing. Yeah, my take is that I was oh, I was wrong about the Knicks. This is my take. Golden State Warriors are going to win the 2020 NBA Finals. This is the argument. Okay. This season, the Warriors will spend... You are really going to keep shifting the goalposts on your shut, Warriors Shut the fuck up. This season, the Warriors are going to build they up... top four. The Warriors are going to build up six through nine. That wasn't a take, though. I just had that as a prediction because I had the balls. To Same thing. Put up it? my predictions, whereas you did not, and now you're waiting until ten games. I'm not season. waiting until. Okay. I'll so wait, wait. Excuse me. So the Go Warriors ahead. are going to spend this season taking a lot of losses, going into the lottery, where they will be able to pick someone very high in the draft. Mm-hmm. They will spend the season developing players who will be in their rotation next year for six through nine, and then will come nice. back with Steph. Nice. They will come back with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, this lottery pick. Draymond Green, and if they trade D'Angelo Russell, whatever they get in return for that. 
and then they will have Looney in the front court, possibly the lottery pick big man, and then a veteran big man. And I think that that will be enough to challenge the Los Angeles Lakers in the conference finals. I think that team beats the Clippers because that is as deep as the Clippers are, are assume they're going to be. They will. The Warriors will never have the two best players in a versus the Lakers with AD and LeBron. So they will just have to have games like where Steph and Clay just go unconscious and shoot their way out. There are very few things that LeBron James will probably still get up for at this point. The Warriors. And at, even in year 19, year 20, if there's one thing LeBron James is going to yeah. get up for, is playing the Golden State Warriors. Warriors. Now it's imagine going... him facing the Warriors oh, with AD. With AD, but I'm the Warriors will be back at full strength, and I forgot this in, included in the D'Angelo Russell trade. They have a $17 million trade exception that they can lo- use in July. So that's a $17 million player they can add. Whatever pieces they get for D'Angelo Russell, Steph, Clay, Draymond, lottery pick, six through nine that are getting all the run this year. They're going to be back. I, I have, think that's a... Mm. Listen, I have no doubt that they're going to be back. The finals, yes, that is a hot take. I think they're going to be back at, at full strength and possibly possibly even, well, not better than they were with Durant. But listen, it, it's going to be a good team next year. They will definitely be contenders once everyone is healthy because a lot of people are going to forget the core of the Warriors is still there. It's just tough for people to think that far ahead when they're watching what they see on a night-to-night basis now. But you're right. I'm with that. I'm with that 100%. Okay. They just got to nail this pick. I just have to – two quick things. Because I'm more humble than someone like Nal who would just piece out that portion of his Phoenix Suns take, a team that he doesn't believe is going to even – make the playoffs make the the playoffs next year okay but but this that is his take he's he's celebrating um that i predicted that the miami heat would finish second in the eastern conference which i think considering that jimmy butler sat out i think the first three games of the season and the heat are five and one because they have someone better such a much better oh my god it's such a much better analysis that if you just let now and his phoenix suns hat I'm that, a Phoenix Suns okay. fan. Yes, Sorry, yes. That is what Miami, makes it difficult. The Miami Heat are Phoenix right Suns there fan. in the Eastern Conference. I'm and also a portion Miami Heat oh, fan. Oh, shut the fuck up. I'm and a this point five. The, the Heat look so good. Like, the, the roster looks so fully developed and so, like, complete. And obviously, there are still, um, you know, the players still have uh, maturation to go to. Uh, Justice oh, Winslow. The next step is completely annexing uh, Dion Raiders. Dion Waiters won't get time on this team. Yeah, like, that that thing is done. Kendrick Nunn, is his first name Kendrick? Yeah. Anyway, Nunn completely made Dion Waiters irrelevant. Yeah, and now he, it's not like he's going to play over Tyler Hero, so... Yeah, but, yeah he, so that's done. That's done. And then you have Justice Willow Winslow. Nunn Jimmy made it Butler. done. And then you have Bam. The Heat are, the heat are good. I just want to go... The Heat are good. It's so... At what, after, at after what point LeBron will you left. go ahead and thank John Calipari? The Heat well, are really, good. Pat Riley. The heat go are, ahead yeah, and thank Pat John. Riley. He's a Kentucky guy. He looks at the Kentucky guys right. first. Okay, yes. He said that. I'm not making that up. You don't get to turn this around. You and your little Phoenix Suns, you all stay out there in first Arizona. Of all, first of all... And I, then let the Miami... No, no, no. I'm a point five. Second. I'm a point five Heat fan. Everybody second. knows that. Second Everybody knows I have three Eastern and a half. Conference. I have three and a half teams. I like. I look forward to see when um, 
Jimmy Butler is going to face like the Bucks when we play the Celtics, when we play the Timberwolves. And the Timberwolves also is the last part of my hot take. Again, let's remember how much more humble I am than Nal because Nal and his Phoenix Suns. I mean, how many, and the Miami Heat, like, how many do you have on your list of I was great things? This is what I, this is now? like, yeah. Okay. No, no, but th- this one, the extreme humility. Show this here. is the, the Timberwolves take and the Timberwolves look good cats in the someone put someone said this. I, I think cat looks good. I don't think the T-Wolves look good. Um, Good record, um, but I just want to say this: that I think that the Timberwolves suck, and I don't care what their record is. I don't believe any of this. No, just no. no. I don't. I don't believe in them at all. Like I, I don't believe in them. I feel great that this is good for Ryan Sanders. I like. I like Ryan Sanders. Mm. I like that. Uh, obviously, following in his dad's footsteps, that is an entire great story. I wish that they kept Ricky Rubio and they could have had. I thought this would. Why Jeff T? Why did he love him? So I thought much? this was going to be that. That was a Thibodeau thing. Thibodeau did not like Rubio. I thought this team moving forward was going to be great at the point where they had Rubio, Jimmy Butler, Wiggins, and Carl Towns, and I said, "Wow, they are going to be coming in the West." And then that whole thing fell apart. This I don't believe in. I don't buy in it. And uh, their this- second best player is who? We have to think about it. It should be a given that is Andrew I would Wiggins, say Covington, but Covington. exactly, it's not Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, Andrew Wiggins, I don't, like he hit um, when they beat the Heat. He hit three three pointers in a row, and they reacted like how the 76ers reacted react when, when Ben Simmons, Simmons hit, hit that, that three, three, which is amazing. So I was like, well, okay, like when Andrew Wiggins hits three threes in a row against you, ain't much you could do. But uh, the last thing, and I think we both share this one, we don't believe in the Jazz. No. We don't no, believe in the I Jazz. Didn't. I feel confident saying this. I'm like, I'm okay. They could win a lot of games. They could make the playoffs. They could look good. All of the all of the basketball nerds really, mm-hmm. really were high on the Jazz because they thought, oh, yeah. Mike Conley, great grit and grime, high character guy. Boyan Bogdanovich, it, it's a chic, sexy pick because it's not somebody who you expect to be a difference maker. But if we can have the hot take that this is a difference maker, nah. Other teams signed Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George. Boyan Bogdanovich and Mike Conley ain't the wave. That's not going to work. It's a nice team. Great for the regular season. They ain't going to win. Nope. Nope. Anyway, that's it for the hot take. I know John will have takes when he comes back. They could be so awful. They could be just, it could be a lot of Taco Fall takes, so please bear (laughs) with us. Please bear with us. And and now for the last section of the podcast, uh, more than uh, part of the podcast, we want to highlight Halloween. And for Halloween, NBA players always go all out. LeBron James especially. So LeBron James did LeBron scissors hands. And which people in their Halloween costumes? I love it. It's great. And then it's also unfair. Because I feel like they get like legit makeup artists to come in. They get a legit outfit. He's in LA. He pulls someone off a movie set to do that. Yeah. Like that's what happens. If you saw John Wall bring in somebody, I'm sure that person has worked on movie sets. Exactly. This is what they do. They up the ante. But as somebody with an immense amount of disposable income, shouldn't you up the ante having fun? I enjoy this. I like it. Because I'm a Halloween person, even amongst our group of friends, that... They always make fun of the fact that we like Halloween and like dressing up for Halloween because they're fucking weird. That's what's wrong with them. But so if we like it this much, imagine if we had a whole okay, bunch of money to so, spend on Sorry, off-topic listeners. So our, our friend group, they're they, such fucking idiots. These, these losers tried to say that on Halloween night, if they were hooking up with a woman and she had like zombie makeup they on. They would make her wash it off. They, 
but that they wouldn't do it. That they wouldn't like hook up with this girl, or that they which would make defeats it. the entire purpose. It's so. Are dumb. they gonna throw her in the shower before they? And I'm like, wait, you're out Halloween, you're partying, you're drinking. You mean to tell me that you're gonna say like, yo, you gotta wash off all your makeup? I like where this is headed, hot girl. Uh, we're both seeing where the night takes us, but but I do not like the makeup that you go have on shower your face. in this bathroom that you're unfamiliar with. I- Cause that's not creepy at all. That, no, <laughs> which that is, by the way, much more creepier than the actual fucking Halloween costume. Anyway, so Halloween this year, uh, JJ Reddick was a standout from the Lego Movie with the Lego mask, the full outfit. I felt like that was subtle and like one of the best ones. It was, it was, really and that good. LeBron, like for everything he spent on his Edward Scissorhands costume, had to have been like fuck. <laughs> like all he do is put on a vest and like one mask, and everyone's like, "Damn, JJ Reddick killed it." Yeah, and then, okay. Because J.J. Th- Reddick also had the hands. He had the Lego hands. The hands too. is what put it over the top. Yeah. The hands is what did it. Um, here's, here's my question. Because this year, I think there has to be a segment dedicated strictly to the Joker. Who won the Joker segment? There's so many Jokers in real life in the end. DeAndre NBA. Jordan went with the modern Joaquin Phoenix version of the Joker, and I don't think he wins. Too tall. Yeah. Like, you tall, you get a lot of wins, right? But I I think, like, you too tall, pause, and, and big he's, pause. He's big, too. He's not to be walking tall. down the stairs and doing that. Like, the costume is good, but, like, that doesn't, like, no. But LeBron gets away with the Edward Scissorhands one somehow, but the Joker one doesn't work. Do you think, I found this kind of strange that a lot of people were still Heath Ledger Joker, and I thought there'd be more Joaquin Phoenix Joker. There was a lot of Heath Ledger Joker, and I think, I forget who it was, maybe it was an NFL player went as a Jack Nicholson Joker, or as yes. The weekend, The weekend, Because I think that that Joker is the hardest Joker to pull off, because of the smile, and then you have the hat and, along with the hair, and like it's a really, really white makeup. With the Heath Ledger Joker, Joker, your makeup could kind of be like fading and you look sweaty, disheveled. disheveled I think it's just the fact that that one evokes more Halloween, the Heath Ledger Joker. Yes, it does. And like this Joaquin Joker, like it was kind of easy. Yeah. The makeup for that one was kind of easy. It was legit just like the mask. Yeah, come on, dog. Yeah, Heath Heath Ledger Joker is just, I mean, this one is like real world dog, but Heath Ledger Joker was like real dark villain type. he's just the best and i like like the john wall one because we know john wall ain't playing this year ain't even playing but then how he's somehow still popping up on all of these sets. nba halloween is a major deal you have and then demarcus cousins was at was at his party and then um isaiah thomas was there as an oompa loompa oh i didn't even see that one Dwayne wade at gabrielle union's birthday party because i think her birthday is on halloween a lot of them were there too Dwayne wade was a black panther and i think he was with uh, Darrell Wright and Darrell Wright just had like a throwback costume to early 90s or the snap music era where he's wearing the big baggy clothes nice. and UD commented under it and he said y'all ain't even in Halloween costumes D-Wade this is just how you dress now weird and tight and, <laughs> and Darrell this is just how you dress when I met you so these that ain't really real. like there are some great Darrell Wright pictures yeah. of like huge suits like those big things yeah so that's shirt. that's legit what it was I was like damn UD hit that right but, he but hit the nail on the head you know who was a sleeper for me is Jordan Clarkson with the Cam Newton uh, head wrap Yes. Costume. And pretty Cam Newton was also a big costume this year, too. A lot of people went as Cam Newton. By the way, just got placed on IR. Weird situation. Okay, now I got to drop him for my fantasy team. My season's falling apart. Anyway, this has been the Road Games Podcast. Um, hope you enjoyed it. And I hope after these eight games, um, everyone's still locked into the NBA season. Now we'll have this Phoenix Suns take. 
If you notice and listen to the segment, he didn't really make another take. He just commented on his previous take, and that's all he did. I will so have thank so you much for that. Takes next week. I will wait for John to come back. Stay woke or don't. <laughs>